Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 28 of the Matt and Matt O-Skill Train podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Suzuha. Matt, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Fantastic, dude. How about yourself? I am doing fine. I was uh, really excited uh, about our uh, interview with Eric oh, from Eric's yeah. Trains. So for those that didn't catch that, obviously it was the uh, episodes before this, episode 26 and 27. So if you, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I 100% uh, you know, say go ahead and do it because uh, they were just epic interviews. Oh yeah, they're fantastic all the way. Now, uh, tonight, we are going to cover an important topic. We're going to cover power. And uh, not superpowers, but, uh, <laughs> you know, power to your layout. And more definitively, uh, Transformers. And which Transformer you should buy, which Transformer is best for me. Kind of an important question that actually comes up a lot. And... One where there's not a really definitive answer for because there are so many variables involved that could determine the power requirements for your layout. And Matt and I are going to cover that tonight. We were going to go over mm-hmm. um, just some fundamentals of, uh, you know, electricity and then uh, the transformers and then what we use and then, you know, how we, what tools you can use to determine like what. I should be installing as far as like power goes. So um, if you don't have anything, Matt, I think we'll just uh, get started. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. So first thing first, uh, let's just go over the basics of electricity. So um, I don't want to turn this into a science class. Uh, That's not (laughs) what it's for, but there are some folks out there that are new to, uh, you know, transformers or, you know, just electric trains in general. And maybe you just, or maybe you, do, you, you know, you're not a, you know, you don't know too much about electricity and the science behind it. So I'm going to use the most uh, kind of common uh, analogy I can. So um, think of it, let's think of electricity as water. Okay. Uh, so voltage is like the pressure that pushes water through the hose. Okay. And again, that's measured in volts. Uh, That's a capital V. Now, current uh, is measured in amps. So that's your amps. So current is like the diameter of the hose. And the wider the hose, the more water will flow through it. And again, uh, current is measured in amps. So you'll see volts and amps quite often uh, in model railroading. So again, voltage is the pressure that that's that pushes the water through the hose. Current is the diameter of the hose, and you you can only push so much amps, uh, you know, through your wiring and 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 enough that the actual transformer can actually supply. Uh, after that, you'll trip the breaker because it's just you know it will it'll trip the circuit and uh, you'll have to reset and. Probably remove items off of your layout, um, you know, and, and there are various things that can cause you to have a, uh, you know, use a lot more uh, amps uh, on your layout than usual. So things like uh, uh, smoke units, smoke units are probably one of the biggest offenders when it comes to pulling amps. I can tell you it's probably the number one, I would say, wouldn't you think, Matt? 
think between smoke units and incandescently lit passenger cars, between uh, those two, you put the two together, and yeah, you got an amp show for sure. Yeah. Yep, Inc- <laughs> our old friends, the incandescent bulbs. That's it. Uh, and uh, again, for those, those are the older bulbs. Uh, you know, from the from you know where lighting was first done. You know, it's like the same bulb you screw into your uh, uh, you know your socket at home. You know, for your lamp or your or your uh, your light. You know, that's that's like an incandescent bulb. Um, lately, obviously, uh, the industry has been moving over to LEDs, which obviously require way less power and don't put off a lot of heat. And the best thing about it is they also don't require that much amps. They don't pull, they don't actually pull a lot of amps, which means you have more room to run a lot of other things on your layout. Mm -hmm. Now there is one more item that I'd like to cover with electricity. So this is like electricity 101 and that's resistance, right? And resistance uh, is like sand in the hose that slows down the water flow. And that's measured in ohms. Um, not going to go too much on that. It's not really, it's not really necessary to talk about that. Actually, um, you're not going to really run into it much, uh, really, for you uh, as like the, uh, you know, the model railroader who's just getting into it. Um, voltage and amps is really what you have to know. So, uh, if you have any more questions or anything, uh, Matt, well, I should say, Matt, do you have anything else to uh, uh, talk about that? Uh, no, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. Uh, so, uh, again, again, you know, if you have any more questions uh, about that, you know, just feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Now, the second item is current. And what we're calling, what we're going to talk about current is DC, which is direct current or AC, which is alternating current. Okay. So DC is similar to the normal flow of water in a hose, right? It flows in one direction from one source like to the other side and AC is like the water flowing back and forth within the hose many times per second. Okay. So the water analogy breaks down a little here, but um, AC is easily created by, you know, electric generators. So throughout history in model railroading, there are two types of motors that you're going to see. You're going to see DC motors and you're going to see AC motors. Okay. Uh, and you're, you'll also see uh, transformers as well, um, you know, like the ones you get from the old Lion Chief. You plug those into the wall, and one goes into your, uh, you know, into the track powering, you know, the rest of the tracks. That's usually like a DC transformer powering those. And then you have like your AC transformer, which would be like your Z4000s or your ZWs and stuff like that, which are pushing out AC. Now, why is this important? Well, because certain... DC does not work on an AC power, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a no way. Yeah, so you're not going to be run, you're not going to be able to run uh, DC motors uh, using an AC um, transformer. It's not going to happen. You'll, you'll you'll burn them. Yeah, yeah, you'll definitely burn them. So you'll have you'll have issues now. Is this important right now? Well, it probably is because, like I said, there are some 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 line chiefs now. I believe though, uh, Lionel Legacies can run on AC only. Yes, Legacy is AC. Well, yeah. Legacy for ninety nine percent of people is AC only. People yeah. have tested on DC. It does work sort of. It's a rabbit hole, okay. but it does work kind of. Yeah, but for the most part, it's 
it's AC only. Yeah, and and uh, and Lion Chief engines will actually run on both, so mm-hmm. that's why Lion Chief engines will you can use the wall wart and no not not have any problems, and then you can also use your uh, AC transformer, put it on the track, start give you know give power to the track, turn on your Lion Chief remote and run it around. So. Uh, so that's that's kind of the the differences there. Now, for the most part, we'll be talking about AC transformers because, um, you know, if you're a modern day kind of uh, uh, model rear rotor, you're going to have probably a nice big, you know, you're, you're going to want a nice large, uh, you know, AC transformer uh, that you can kind of power your layout and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not going to go too deep in here with running a lot of uh, post-war stuff. Uh, again, those there are transformers out there for that. Um, we're kind of talking about maybe like mo- more modern day uh, items that you would run in your layout. So now, uh, as far as transformers go, uh, there are definitely uh, quite a quite a good number out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, that's for sure. I mean, you could you could go to like uh, train shows and like st- and and like you're walking and you could like trip trip on them and then fall into a pack of them. They're like just all over the place. You can find mm-hmm. all kinds of transformers and transformers are really cool. Like, you know, especially some of the older ones, you know, pe- people love them. People especially like love a lot of the older Lionel transformers. They have a little nostalgia behind it. Uh, people collect them as well. Uh, but it's, if we're going to like kind of step into the kind of modern day realm, let's just say like, for instance, let's just say you're a, uh, you're just starting out into the hobby. Okay. And you buy a Lion Chief set. You you buy, you buy a Lion Chief set. You know the one that comes. Uh, you know everything comes in the box. The track comes out of the box. You got an engine. You got some cars behind it. And then you get this wall wart. And you plug it into the wall. And you plug it into the you know wherever that piece is that has the adapter on it. And bam, you're good to go, right? So let's just say you want to kind of graduate from that a little bit. You're saying, you know what? I want to run bigger things. I want to run. Uh, legacy engines. I want to run MTH premier stuff. Um, I want to grow a little bit in this hobby, but I also want to uh, future proof myself a little bit too, because, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go ahead and, and uh, invest into uh, a transformer, you know, we recommend that you kind of, you know, get, always get more than you need. Oh yeah, definitely. That, that, don't get enough to cover what you have. Get twice as much as you need, okay? Mm-hmm. And because you you want to grow with Transformer, right? If you're thinking about getting legacy engines, you're going to get, uh, you know, engines that require a little bit more power and, and draw more amps. They're going to have uh, really big smoke units. Some steam engines have two smoke units in them. Well, guess what? Now you got to now you got to supply power to, to double the amount of smoke units in a steam engine right so hopefully everyone's kind of following me on that (laughs) the the one transformer and and obviously uh matt i'll let you chime in on this as well to give your opinion but the for me like the best starting transformer out there for me uh would probably be a gw 180 yeah i I absolutely agree the uh whether it's the gw 180 which has the uh variable pack and we can talk about this later on if you want to um, or just the standalone brick part. Uh, yeah, that's a fantastic starting transformer for you. Yeah, and uh, I, I can attest to this too because I actually, that was one of the the first, that was my step-up transformer. 
uh, when I was decided to get more into like legacy and premiere and stuff like that. Like I wanted to step up to something that was going to give me enough power. Let me tell you that that one little 180 brick. Uh, now the GW, like I should explain like what the GW 180 is. So the GW 180 is a 180 powerhouse brick, but it also comes with a with a throttle that kind of it kind of resembles like a CW 80 or CW 40. Uh, yeah. um, you know, kind of resembles those a little bit where it's got like the orange handle and it, it's got like the, the power indicator lights and the overflow lights. And there's a, there's another, uh, there's a, a couple lock-ons on the back to, for track power and accessory power and stuff like that. But there's no, there's no transformer in the, in the throttle itself. It is completely an empty shell. There's just electronics in there. Um, the, the actual brick itself supplies the power and I actually used that to power my uh, to power my layout for a long time, several years. Uh, and this was multiple levels. Like this was both loops and the upper elevated loop that I had. Oh, uh, wow. it, it was supplying power to everything. Now, <laughs> you know, did I kind of uh, overuse it maybe a little bit? Probably because I could tell like if I was running stuff on top and then I had smoke units on the bottom and I was pulling passenger cars you know, I was probably getting close to pulling, uh, getting close to the amperage, right? Like I was getting close to like going over the amps on this thing because um, I, I could tell just by the performance of smoke units and stuff like that, uh, you're going to see some big differences. Now, uh, I decided to, uh, in the last, I would say several months, I think about eight, nine months ago, I decided to pull the plug, um, no, pull the plug. <laughs> it's saying, I pulled the plug. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. I pulled the plug on the GW 180 and I, uh, and I upgraded to the Z 4,000, which is the, which is MTH's, uh, uh, power transformer. And, uh, it's their, it's their creme de la creme kind of top of the line transformer. The Z 4,000 puts out about 400 Watts. Now you're probably asking me, Matt, we just had the Electricity 101 class. You didn't even say anything about watts. What in the world is a watt? <laughs> so, <laughs> so really quickly, a watt describes the rate of power flow. So when one amp flows through an electrical difference of one volt, its result is expressed in watts. So that's what a watt is. Um, you know, again, it's it's not like, you, you know, you're going to have a test on this stuff. I'm just, you know, I just thought I would bring it up and let you know. So... All right, so the Z4000 puts out uh, total through both channels combined 400 watts. Now, that's 200 watts per channel or per handle, like, you know, how, however you want to look at it. So now with that, each handle, which is around 200 watts, will give you, again, about eight amps of power before you're going to start tripping it, Okay. Now, the same goes for the GW180. It's, again, you're getting about 180 watts of power. And you're probably going to get, I think, around maybe seven amps on that thing before it. you start to see some funky stuff going on. Or, you know, you just you just trip the circuit all together. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, again, and, and that's why, and just for the, just another little, like, 101, that's why your circuit, that's why your breaker trips, too, right? So, what happens is you're running your engine, and you're either pulling too much amps or uh, a train derails, and it, uh, you know, it causes a, uh, a circuit overload, and you're, it tries to draw, draw, like, all those extra amps out of your, 
out of your transformer. Your transformer says, uh, uh-uh, this ain't happening. And it goes, you know, and the circuit breaks. And then you have to go and fix your derailment and reset your breaker. So, but uh, that's kind of how that works. And there are obviously there are other other ways to trip your your breaker too oh, on yeah. your transformer. But uh, obviously the lesson is here: let's not break the the circuit on our let's not break uh, let's not trip the breaker ever because uh, obviously we don't want to do that. So, no. but it is there for safety reasons and to preserve uh, number one your transformer and number two to preserve the equipment, uh, aka your very expensive trains that are sitting on the layout. Now, uh, again, I did use this for quite a long time. And like I said, I went ahead and upgraded to the Z4000 and it has made a night and day difference. It is unreal how much of a change it's done for my layout. Now, what I did was I I recently wired up one loop to one handle, uh, the other loop to the other handle. And then the top elevated loop is actually using the, um, the GW180. So I actually have three independent uh, well, you know, it, it, Z4000 tests te- technically two independent, uh, you know, there, it's not an independent transformers, but obviously it, it, it's two different channels. So, but, but all three of my, uh, all three of my loops are done all, s- uh, separately, uh, which means they're all independent of each other, which a like will help immensely with the performance of my engines. Um, number one, I have more amps for you know, trains that are going to be on that specific loop. And number one, two, you're also protecting yourself. You're protecting by, by isolating loops like that. You're protecting all of the other trains on the other loops as well. So if you have a day, so let's say on the outer loop, you have a derailment uh, and you trip the breaker. Well, it's not going to affect anything on the inner loop. It's not going to affect anything on your elevated loop because everything is isolated by themselves. So. So there are huge, huge benefits to isolating your power uh, sources like that. Uh, now, Matt, I'm going to pass it over to you because obviously you have a Z4002 and you upgraded recently. And I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, what you thought about the change and how performance has been for you. All right. So, yeah, like Matt said, I recently bought a Z4000 as well, and I... Uh, upgraded from a MRC pure power dual transformer. And there's, I want to put it out there. There's nothing wrong with that transformer. It's a fantastic transformer. However, for, for me, the, the one weakness with it was it was 20 volts. Um, and we're going to kind of go into the electric thing a little bit. It was 20 volts, uh, 135 Watts a channel. And it was only the, the needle said 10 amps, but if I was getting, seven on a good day i'd be happy so i ultimately just decided you know what i need something that's a little bit beefier than this so i went ahead and bought off a buddy a um z4000 and like matt i couldn't be more happier um i really like the uh, z4000 my dad's got one uh, so i know how it works and all that's great transformer uh for me i have like matt i have two separate uh, loops. I got one handle doing one loop, another handle doing the other loop, and that way they're independent of each other, and I can run all my trains. It's it's really nice. Uh, I also recently did rewire my layout too, which that may may or may not help with the power, but um, it's a very welcome change, and I'm very happy I did it. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, and that kind of actually brings up a good transition point when you said about like you know uh, uh, rewiring your layout because when I went and upgraded to the um, C four thousand and I I rewired every my outer neural loops, um, I added some more drops as well. And what yep. I mean by drops, and, and again, this term is loose, it can be loosely used and used in different ways, but I call it drops because I'm in the technical field, uh, you know, networking field, and that's what that's what we call it. But um, people can call it all kinds of things. But basically what I'm saying is like how many how many separate wires do you have coming off of your transformer that are going to the you know, the actual like uh track the terminal tracks, right? So um, if you have, you know, a, a hot and common coming off your transformer going to one track on your entire layout, well, you have one drop. And then um, obviously if you have, uh, you know, depending on if you wired in, um, uh, you know, in star or in uh, parallel uh, uh, or how do you wire your, how do you wire your, yours, Matt? Bus. Oh yeah. Bus wiring. Okay. So you're wearing a bus. Okay. So, so I wear mine in, um, in star and what that means is i kind of have all my wires going to one central location and then i just branch them off to all the other drops on my layout so uh and rule of thumb i believe is like for every six pieces of track you should have a drop right or a terminal connection uh, you know again what however you want to use it um the way uh matt does it with bus wiring is that he goes from one track to the next right so you you are basically wiring what you 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 have your you know transformer you go to track a you wire it up there and from there the hot and common go to track b and then those go to track c and then the, you know they keep wiring all the way around so mm-hmm. you're basically like kind of like wiring everything in a row ex- instead of actually putting a centralized point and then just branching them out now there's arguments to which one is better. I mean, I would say probably, you know, they both work perfectly fine. I mean, if you're, if you're going to have an issue with power on your layout, it's probably due to either not having enough drops or you're having some kind of wiring issue and not really to the, the methodology methodology that you're using to actually wire the layout itself. Yeah. And I think that uh, like kind of like what you were saying earlier, Matt is like with your power supply, you know, if you've got a, big layout uh you know like a 180 brick or something with it you know you need something that will power your layout sufficiently enough you know like if you've got a big layout let's say like a club layout but what a club layout does they have separate power districts with a a singular transformer powering let's say maybe 20 feet and then after that 20 feet is over they have another transformer powering another 20 feet and so on and so on so it's like, you know, to your point, like if you're going to have an issue, you have to look at it in layers. You can't just start ripping everything up and, you know, uh, go into town. You have to think about what your problem is and then go from there. Yep. And um, obviously some uh, some tools that we recommend that you definitely buy uh, if you're going to be investing in a transformer you're going to want some tools to help you kind of diagnose problems. And I can't recommend a multimeter enough, but even for, if you, do, even if you have the simplest power uh, setup, get yourself a multimeter folks. Like, so you can check for 
volts that are you know that are going to the the track uh i mean it can help you diagnose so many problems find bad track uh you know maybe bad wiring like i again like get yourself they're they're not that expensive at all you can go on amazon and i think buy one for like 20 dollars. they're probably cheaper than that if you get some of the more simpler ones um i have a craftsman multimeter meter i can you know i can do I can measure resistant i can measure amps um you know and it, it, it and it's it's helped a lot it's helped me find like you know if i have issues with a certain side of my layout you know and i don't have something like that well guess what like i'm ripping up each track right to find out where oh, the yeah. problem's at you're wasting so much time when i could have just took a multimeter meter checked the the track itself found the you know find the dead spot that's causing the problem take it up replace it good to go so again oh, yeah. yeah get yourself a multimeter get yourself some uh a really nice uh, like uh, wire cutters, um, some needle nose pliers. Uh, again, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't want this to turn into like you know, hey, well, these are the tools you should have. But obviously, you know, if you're if you're new to model railroading and and you and you're going to be doing you know your own wiring and work like that, you know, you're only as good as the tools that you have at in your arsenal. So you know, get yourself some good tools. Oh yeah, you need you need your four hundred dollar fluke. No, I'm I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, like you need um, like to like Matt was saying with your meter. You know, a meter is an invaluable tool for not only this hobby but for life in general. But like for track, you know, like Matt was saying with the dead spot. Like, l- let's say you did all your wiring, and there's still a section where the power isn't what it should be. Like let's let's say you're running command and you're running twenty volts to your track. You got a section in there, let's say it's like 15 volts. And you check it with the meter and verify, yeah, it's 15 volts. You know that that piece of track has a problem. If you didn't have that, like Matt was saying, you'd be scratching your head all day long trying to figure out why is this section of tracks not giving me enough power? And that's because there's probably something wrong with the track. But with the meter, it takes you 10 seconds to figure it out. Yep. And then um, just just so everyone knows, like mostly, you know, when it comes to command control and stuff like that for MTH and Line L, like, you know, you want to put about 18 volts on the track uh, is usually about the most common. Some people go a little higher. Some people go a little lower. Um, It really comes down to personal preference, to be honest with you. I've seen people like be fine with 15. I've seen people, you know. Uh, go full throttle, uh, go full throttle on their Z four thousands, you know. So, you know, I don't think you know going a little bit over, or a bit of it under is really too much of a problem. Uh, but obviously, you don't want to like you know, <laughs> you don't want to overload anything here. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, for I I throw mine up to nineteen, you know, my Z four thousand because the reading on the Z four thousands is a little can be a little different. Uh, especially if you're running some, uh, if you're running any post-war stuff, um, you know, what the TIU actually sees and pulls versus like what the actual C4000 is putting out. But um, for the most part, like 18 volts is where you want to be at. So now if we're talking like if you're, if you, if you're running power supplies and you know, they don't have any kind of like throttle handle on them, then, you know, it's, you just turning them on like this, the powerhouse 180, I mean, it turns on and it, I believe it just puts out 18 volts to the track. So, yep. That's all it does. It just, uh, like what's nice about like the, uh, 
even the GW180, which is the same thing with the variable part, is you can vary the amount of voltage you got going to the track. With a brick, it's whatever. It's You get what you get, and that's it. Yep. Yep. So that's something to keep in mind, too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of... Uh, I, I actually... So, you know, I did have the, the 180 brick, and I did like it, but... I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of the throttles, um, just because I find it easier to work on my layout when I need to, you know, turn. I don't have to turn on and off like you know the power. I can just lower the handle, move stuff around, raise the handle. Um, I find it just a little bit more convenient for me to do stuff than just outright killing power to the track. Now, is that a big deal? Probably not. It's just like for me, it's just a personal preference. All right, so Matt, I got a question for you. Sure. All right, so let's say. I've got a layout. Let's say it's like a four by eight and I've only got a lion chief starter set with the DC wall warp. And I see this legacy engine that I would like to maybe purchase. Uh, now we know that the DC wall warp does not work for legacy. What do you think I should buy? Okay. So uh, for Again, from what we said earlier, is you always want to future-proof yourself. Now, that's kind of a uh, kind of a, a relative term because uh, number one, um, okay, I'm future-proof myself, um, and I know what's out there. But how do I know what I need, right? And that's like the um, that's like the million-dollar question, right? So, for sure. Um, but I think a good rule of thumb would be if you're going to be running two legacy engines or i should say or a legacy engine and a premier engine um at the same time uh what you want to do is you probably want to get yourself at least a 180 brick okay mm-hmm. that's that, that's that's probably a good measure like two two legacy or premier and a legacy or two premieres with smoke units pulling passenger cars with lights in them uh, at the same now where you're running these simultaneously, let's say one's on one loop, one's on the other. I would say that's, I, I would say you're probably about capped there. Okay. Yeah. Like you're pulling enough amps at that point. You're probably pulling, I'm going to guess maybe around five amps, maybe six amps. If they, if they, have, if you have all the smoke units going and, and they're, everything's lighted and you're pulling, you know, you're pulling power to, to light all those cars, even if they're LEDs, they're still pulling, you know, you're still pulling amps to light them up. So, oh yeah, uh, I would say that's where you're at now. If you now, that's not. I'm not saying that. Well, but what if I have four engines? Well, I mean, I'm just saying if you're if you're if you're capped at only running two at a time, and that's all, and that's all you have room to run, that's perfectly fine. Like a 180 will last you forever. Okay, if you want to go beyond that, uh, then I very highly recommend that you get something bigger. And with that, I would say probably either a Z4000 or a ZW or a ZWL. Um, you can actually find ZWs pretty, the Z- ZW with the two 180s. Oh, yeah, is, the ZWC, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's, they did make one, and they and several times they made it. And what it's a, basically a ZW with two 180 bricks attached to it. So you get, you know, you're getting 180 watts um, for each throttle. And then you you know you you do one for the outer loop, one for the inner loop, and you're good to go. Um, you could do Z four thousand, which again same concept, you know, one in each loop, uh, or you can get the ZWL, and that actually has four channels on it. Um, 
you know, whether or not you're going to use that many, I don't know. But now the <laughs> ZWL is a little bit pricey too, but it is a very, very nice transformer. So oh, yeah. something I would like to actually get one day, believe it or not. So uh, I would love to have a ZWL, but um, I'd, li- I'd like one to say I ha- to say I own one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're really, really cool. I mean, obviously, if I bought a ZWL, I'd most likely sell my Z4000, but. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably a, a good rule of thumb. Now, again, like, how do I know what I need? Well, you know, that's, that's, that's the best measure to use, you know, what I just explained. Um, because, you know, every engine's going to be a little different. Does it have how many smoke units in it? Um, is it the older smoke unit? Is it, is it a fan driven newer smoke unit? Uh, what kind of passenger cars are you running? Are they incandescent bulbs, which are going to pull more amps? Are the LED bulbs, which are going to produce, which are going to pull less amps. Um, So again, there's a lot of different kind of like variables here that can come into play. And believe it or not, if you don't know, go into your local uh, hobby shop, uh, ask, ask the guys there, send us, Matt and Matt, uh, an email and ask us the question. We'd be more than happy to assist you. Uh, Go on to the uh, train forums, uh, the OGR forums, or some of the other train forums out there. Put in a form and find the electrical forum and post something in there. Say, look, here's uh, here's the engines that I have. What kind of power do I need? Uh, so, again, just be prepared to kind of like, you know, uh, let people know and have notes and give people exactly what you have, because, you know, uh, you just can't say, uh, look, I have this train. How much power do I need? Because we're going to you know, you're going to need, you know, how big is your track? Uh, you know, how many how many uh, uh, drops do you have going to the track? Uh, you know, how many other engines are you running? Like, you know, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of variables involved here. No, Matt, was there anything else you wanted to go over? I think the only thing I really wanted to touch on is we talked about powering your trains. Uh, the one thing I wanted to touch on is powering your accessories. And I think that's kind of important too, because it's like, once you have like an established layout, yes, you can power the, accessories off of the same power supply that you use to power your trains the problem with that is though is if you do that you're sucking up available power for your trains that are being used by your accessories so it it's a good idea to split them up nope that that is um i'm glad you actually you brought that up matt i think that's actually a super important uh, item to cover because uh what i do for um you know not counting my Menards stuff because that's all powered, you know, going to power strips. But let's just say you have like regular LED or regular uh, buildings that have like, you know, incandescent bulbs in them and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I actually use my uh, my CW80. <laughs> I, have a CW, I have a CW80 and all it does is power the accessories. It sits underneath my layout. I have it, I have it uh, screwed into the board underneath and... I have the handle set at a, at a, you know, I think around like 70 or 80. And when my, when I turn on my train, it's already turned on to where I want it to go and it lights up everything. So I have a tra- dedicated transformer just for all my accessories because I do have quite a number of lights and accessories and stuff like that on my layout. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you, if you're at a point where you, you have a lot of accessories that require their own, you know, electrical leads, uh, uh, you know, be be wired up to uh you know a transformer uh i would say like you would need a dedicated transformer just for that i mean you could buy cw80s and see you could the uh, lionel even makes a like an amp a 1.8 amp accessory transformer 
for like yeah. fifty for like fifty bucks. You can buy a little accessory transformer, and that's all it does. That that's all it does is just drive, you know, the uh, you know the amps to the uh, you know to your accessories, and you don't need you don't need you don't need that much either to run your electricity. But you don't want to get into a situation where you know you're 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 running your engines, you're, you're running your track and your accessories on the same uh, power channels. And then of course, you know, you get those dips in, in power as your train moves around the track, your, your lights start to go in and out and flicker. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? And well, that's why, because you're, you're pulling amps to drive the accessories and you're pulling amps to drive the, um, you know, the engines and the cars too. And, and they're just like, they're fighting over, you know, who wants more. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely, like Matt said, 100%, please split those up. Get a separate thing just for your accessories. It'll make your life 100% easier, and, uh, and it makes it a lot easier to kind of wire up and hook up as well. Oh, yeah. And plus, like, you know, like for me, the way I do, like our 4000, it's got accessory ports on the back. It's a fixed voltage. It's twelve. It's uh, 14 and 10 volts. You can just tap into those, and that's your accessory power. Yep, good point. So yeah, you're absolutely multiple right. uses uh, for these things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So either that, or if you have like an old transformer laying around that, that's it. Just wire it up and, and, and let it drive your accessories. So that's it. All right, Matt. So I think that pretty much concludes uh, episode 28 here. I think we, we definitely covered a lot on uh, electricity one oh one uh transformers uh, you know, what transformers you should buy? How do I tell what transformer I need? Uh, again, you know, power is can be a little bit of a fickle thing, uh, and there's a lot of variables in there. So if you don't, uh, so I think with power, if you don't 100% know the answer to the question, I would say to go find a resource that does, because uh, I'm not saying that you know you can you know ruin your engines or ruin your accessories and stuff like that, but if you don't know what you're doing, you wire something up wrong. Well, you know, uh, you know, it, you could have problems. So, um, you know, there are a lot of people who know a lot about this stuff. There are plenty of resources out there. Please use them. Like I said, uh, go to your hobby, local hobby shop, uh, send us an email or send us a comment. Uh, even on Facebook as well. Like we'll answer the, you know, our Facebook comments as well. Uh, go find a forum. Uh, where they uh, they have some forms that are specifically, uh, you know, form topics that are, are made just for like transformers and power. And people out there will help you. Uh, what's one of the great things about this train community is there are people out there that are more than happy to help you with your questions. So uh, now with that said, uh, Matt, where can people find you in social media? All right. So you can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name. All righty. And you can find me on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad. Uh, I'm on Facebook as West Chicago Model Railroad. And on Instagram, if you just search up WCMRR, obviously short for West Chicago Model Railroad. And uh, you can find us, uh, Batman O Skill Train Podcast, on Facebook as well. Uh, so if you just kind of, if you're on Facebook and you search up uh, Matt and Matt uh, O Scale Podcast or Matt and Matt uh, Train Podcast, you should be able to find our page. Uh, all of the episodes are posted on the page. Uh, you can ask us questions there. We, we, uh, we're trying to use it a whole lot more and, uh, uh, just to kind of reach out to the community and get, and get to see what you guys want to hear on any future episodes. 
Uh, and just again, thanks for all the viewers out there. We had record number of downloads for our Eric, uh, Eric trains, uh, interview. Uh, so we, and we've seen a huge, huge increase in downloads across the board for all of our podcast episodes. And so we just wanted to give a big thanks out there to everybody oh, who's, yeah. um, who supported us, uh, with, uh, what we're doing here. And, uh, there's plenty of great stuff in the future, guys. We have plenty of future interviews set up with, you know, with some pretty popular people in the industry. We'll continue our, uh, our topics about, you know, just general topics uh, in model railroading. With that said, uh, everyone, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast and everyone have a wonderful night. Take care. Laundry's done. Yep, laundry's done. <laughs> <laughs>